Welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Uh, So excited that everybody tuned in to join us. We are going to be talking about self-care and selfish parenting today. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, I I will probably for most of the show refer to it as self-care because I actually don't like the term selfish parenting. Hopefully it got your attention. And maybe that's why you're listening, but I think when people hear the word selfish, they think of it as a really negative thing, and I don't want to start off on a negative. Um, But really, hopefully, what we're going to do in this discussion is redefine what selfish means. And in the radio business, that's called a teaser. We're teasing (laughs) you with the selfish word, even though Kathy's not such a big fan. I I can roll with the selfish word. I know. But basically, we're going to talk about what self-care means because... My belief system is that for any, um, for parenting, for any parts of our life to be uh, positive, we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. We need to make sure that we're making ourselves a priority. We need to make sure that we're thinking about what we need. Um, and if we are able to do that, and if we are able to, you know, get energy from that and feel full from that, then we have more to give our family. We have more to give to our work. We have more to give to our significant other, our children, everybody. So I feel like this is the cornerstone. This is the root of good parenting. So basically, um, your book, Self-Aware Parent, is all about taking care of yourself so you can take care of your children. Well, one chapter is specific to taking care of yourself. And then I think that's kind of like a a theme that runs through the rest of the uh, chapters of the book. So yes, again, you know, I feel like it's the basis. And this is why we're starting out with self-care or selfish parenting, whatever you want to call it. Um, So we can set that foundation because I think we're going to be talking about that throughout this show. Um, Meaning as this show goes on month to month, it'll be something that we bring up all the time. So let's just start out by talking about what it is so everybody understands the, the definition and how we use it, and then it can be something that is a little more commonly understood. So basically, this is kind of we're laying the foundation for future shows. Like, it's tough for us to start with something, I don't know, a little bit more out there if we if the audience doesn't understand what self-care right. means. These so, are the basics. This these. is the foundation. And this is the foundation of our family. And are there times when we don't practice this? Well, of course. And that's, that's the thing about self-care is it's not, you know... I talk about it all the time. I teach it. I you know, talk about it in presentations. But even a day like today, I was struggling to practice self-care. I was being too focused on what the girls needed. We have three little girls, by the way, um, seven, six, and three. I can't believe that. Um, but I was, you know, dealing with them and focusing just on what they needed, and I forgot that I needed to take care of myself. It was it was lunchtime, and they were ready to eat, and so I was feeding them and feeding them, and I was starving, and I was getting frustrated with them because they kept needing, you know, more juice, more this, more that, and I was getting frustrated with them not because of what they were asking me for, but because I was starving, and if I could have just fed myself either before or simultaneously, then maybe my patience level would have been a little higher, or I would have been able to deal with that. Can you think of anything that you do? Because it was too late, the kids were getting mad or frustrated, and you had already not eaten. What did you do in that moment to try to catch your breath? Well, well, that's it. That's what I did. You caught your breath. you, You were setting me up for that. I actually took a breath and stopped. And I actually, because um, my middle daughter was the one asking for most things and I was getting most frustrated with her, I actually turned to her and said, honey, this has nothing to do with you. Mom is just starving because I, I was losing my patience with her the most. And so I took a deep breath. That helped me stop and think for a moment. 
And then I was able to say to her, this has nothing to do with you. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, snapping at you. I need to eat. And then I will get that third cup of juice that you need. (laughs) Well, and one of the things that I think is important uh, to distinguish is the fact that you had the awareness that, you know, I think a lot of parents, you know, ourselves included, but I'm sure a lot of your clients, a lot of parents that we talk to, they don't even know why they're getting frustrated and they direct their frustration towards the kids. And they don't even have the awareness that, hey, listen, I needed to, I'm starving. Like, they don't even know that they're starving. Right. They just know they're getting mad at their kid. So to have the awareness saying, what is my role? And that's a big theme that we're going to be talking about. What is my role in this um, moment of frustration? And your moment, what what your role in that moment was, I haven't I'm eaten. Starving. And exactly. I'm starving. Exactly. And can we see that? Because most uh, clients, I've worked with um, a lot of families over the years, a lot of parents, and most of the time they come to me and say, I'm having an issue with my child or my two children or this one child, and, you know, th- they're frustrating me and this and this and this, and I'm overwhelmed by them. But no matter what they tell me about their child or children, I always start with helping them practice self-care and realize the importance of taking care of themselves because I don't want I don't go into disputing the fact that their child may be you know difficult or um, have challenging you know they do have challenging moments with their child but the focus is how can you take care of yourself so then you have energy to deal with this situation and oftentimes not all the time but oftentimes once they start practicing self-care and you know finding more energy and filling themselves up and finding a happier person inside their child or children are not as frustrating. Now, then do we need to deal with other issues down the line? Yes, but that's always the first step. I rarely jump in with families and talk about, okay, well, let's just focus on your child. This starts with us, and it's not a blame game. It's not about it's all our fault, but it starts with us taking care of ourselves so then we can parent effectively. So would you maybe say that the um, frustrated kid is the secondary thing, but the primary thing is why am I getting so frustrated? It's easy to say, hey, quit asking for juice. Right. Um, I'll get, you know, and then all of a sudden their energy is met by your frustrated energy. Absolutely. And then you have two frustrated beings going at each other. You know, going at each other's probably extreme language, but well, you're you're butting heads. I mean, you, you can't see our hands, but we're kind of doing that motion. You know, you're you're butting heads, and and the thing is, is we are the adults in the situation, so we have the capacity and the tools to figure out how to take care of ourselves, so we can meet our children at a different place. Because I, again, I'm not disputing the fact that your child may be challenging. I mean, there are times when you know my children are definitely challenging, so I know how that can be. But what I what I do want to you know, help parents take responsibility for is we can make a shift in that by changing our energy. We can make a shift by taking care of ourselves. And then when they, when there are challenges, we can meet those challenges with a little higher level of energy rather than this depleted, impatient, um, you know, feeling overwhelmed level. An example of that would be at least the opposite. Like if you want to have an example of how not to do it if you go to Walmart or if you go to an amusement park and you see these parents (laughs) yelling at their kids telling them not to be so 
to not yell or, you know, I, I always find it funny when, you know, we'll be in a restaurant and the mom will say, quit yelling, and she'll be yelling at the top of her lungs. And, right. you know, we look at them when we're at, at a moment of clarity, which isn't always, but right. when we have a moment of clarity, we're like, look at that lady. She's yelling at her kids not to yell at her kids. It doesn't make any sense at all. And we're not doing that in a judgmental way. I want to be clear. We don't look at people and say, oh, look what they're doing. But I, I'll judge. <laughs> I try not to do that, but what what we're what we think when we're watching this situation is: Does she know that what she's teaching the child is it, she's teaching by what she's doing? By yelling, she is teaching the child that yelling is an effective way of communication and getting your needs met. So we often that's the butting heads part is you know we'll say don't yell and they'll yell back, but I want to yell and you know we need to demonstrate or show our children a different way of getting needs met, of communicating, rather than that coming from that depleted place where all we have left is yelling. Because I've been at that place before. I know how that feels. Um, it's very normal for all of us. You've been there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, not to get tangential, but you will see um, – I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. okay. So, Were you going to talk about our trip? And, I was not going to talk okay. about our trip, um, so we'll just move on because okay. I don't remember where I was going with that. Okay, so. well, let's let's do this. Let's talk about what self-care looks like for us, what it means to us, and how we practice self-care so people can get an idea. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, bring more, better energy, but we're not saying how to do that. So do you, why don't you start? What do you do to practice self-care? Um, self-care or selfish care, depending so, yeah. on who you are. Right. Um, I, you know, I said on, we were on the Parenting Unplugged radio last week, and Todd asked us how we practice our own self-care, and I mentioned that I like to play a lot of golf, I like to watch football, I do a lot of the normal things that a 37, how old am I? You're, you're 38. 38, 38-year-old 38 38. man does, watching football and baseball and basketball, going to games with friends and things like that, things that are are not uh, part of the family. I mean, these are things outside of my wife and my children. These are things that I like to do. And some of it's, you know, just watching TV in the basement by myself and, in, for lack of a better term, a man cave or something like that. Well, and the, and the key to this is is why why does that give you energy? Because the, the thing that I want to be very clear about with self-care is there's a lot of things that people deem to be self-care, like, oh, well, exercise is my self-care, but they really don't enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it may give them energy in the physical way, but mentally they dread doing it. You know, they feel like it's like a, you know, pain in the butt to get through. So why do those things give you energy? I don't know. I, oh. I honestly, it makes me happy. I don't okay. know. I mean, that might be over simplistic no, answer, it's, but it's good. it, it fills my tank mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you get in the day-to-day life of being a working dad, you get run down with work and with family and with children, and you need to do something outside of that just to take your mind off what you do for the rest of the time. Well, so it's a the, distraction. I don't know. Well, and the way I think about it is when I met you, however many years ago, those were things you loved. Those were things that were part of you. Mm-hmm. Those were things that helped you identify who you were. Those were you. Right. And I think something that happens a lot. We have an identity shift. Yes, huge. When we be, when we get married and have kids, we kind of lose 
ourselves a little bit. We forget those parts of ourselves that were so important when we were in high school, college, even when we were younger than that, things that really helped us identify who we are. And and we lose that. And, and I've talked to so many, especially moms, who say, well, I don't do that anymore, though. I'm a mom. And I, what does that mean? You know, do we, when we become moms, um, decide that we're just going to be a mom and play that role and forget who we are? You're not a person. You're a mom. <laughs> If you ever seen that Saturday Night Live, there's a fake commercial, and it's, it's called for Mom Jeans. It's called Mom Jeans, and it's absolutely hilarious. You can find it on Saturday Night Live, I'm sure. dot com. But uh, but that's a that's a perfect example. You're not a person. You're a mom. <laughs> where you completely forget that you can have a life too and raise children um, simultaneously, and you know, and actually, this is kind of the big bubble. Is that is better for your children to see you? as a person with a full life. Now, I know many of you right now are going, okay, how do I have a full life when I have two, three, four, or five kids at home and I'm overwhelmed? And I understand that. Again, you know, been there. I had a day like that today. But I also think that there's ways we can carve out time. Maybe self-care can't be every day, May, or maybe you can if you get up a little early and take a few, you know, take five minutes and take a few deep breaths or something. But um, at least carve out a little time during the week by getting a babysitter or by, you know, asking friends for help or, you know, doing something where you know during that week you have some time for yourself. Absolutely. So, so anyway, anything, you know, about self-care again, you know, you were just talking about all the things you like to do with your friends. Right. What do you do for you? Okay. I do, um, well, I mean, I play basketball three times a week when I'm not traveling for work. And, I mean, I've become friends with the, the guys that I play basketball with. Um, I practice yoga. Kathy got me into that kind of as a few years ago. She had to get a certain amount of hours from her teacher. and I was I got my Yoda certification or and, my yoga, <laughs> Yoda, yoga certification about a year ago. And so. she asked, uh, hey, is it possible that you join me for yoga just for a month just to see what it was like? And I, this is going to be a small commercial for yoga I thought I was going to hate it because I like activity and everything else and it turned out that after a few weeks I could not get enough of it and I've been doing it for two years so. and you know it was funny the first class that you came to with me what you what he really loved is we went through the, all the poses and it's you know yoga is usually an hour and 15 minutes and it was a pretty intense class especially for him as a starter um, or as a beginner, but he, um, what he loved was Shavasana, which is the final pose. It's basically just laying flat on your back and yeah. going to sleep. At least that's what it is for me. Yeah, it's called corpse pose. Um, but basically, you lay flat on your back, and that's when you, um, you, it's yogis talk about how that's when you take in all the poses. That's when you take in everything you've just done, and you relax and you allow your body to integrate what you've just done. And after that pose, which is usually five minutes or so, he got up and he said that was so great because I never do that. Mm-hmm. He, ne- You know, he never just lays there. Yeah, basically it was a forced, um, I don't know, meditation for lack of a better word. opportunity instead of forced? Well, it was, I don't know, it was an opportunity. Okay, yeah, okay. my language versus <laughs> your language. And yeah, I mean, you can't do anything. You just kind of sit there and I'm one of those guys that can kind of fall asleep wherever on a plane before we take off. That's true. Um, so it, uh, but I don't fall asleep. It's kind of this in-between place that mm-hmm. I absolutely love. And anyways. Well, it's a meditative state, right. you know, and when we say that doesn't mean that he's meditating, you know, even though I will talk about that at another time about, you know, what meditation means to us. Um, but it's a place where you are fully relaxed, but you're aware of what's going on. Well, and, you. and I, I say that 
playing basketball is a moving meditation Absolutely. for me. And the reason I say that is because when I'm playing basketball, I'm not thinking about Kathy. I'm not thinking about my kids. I'm not thinking about work. I'm thinking about putting the ball in the hole yeah. and I'm outside of my head. So um, that is a, an unbelievable gift that you get. Uh, from you know, for me, for doing basketball and th- doing that certain type of exercise. So. Right, I agree. And so, regards to self care again, to the things that we do, um, some things that I do to practice self care. Um, sometimes they are very simple things, like the thing that we were talking about before about breathing. Um, you're going to hear that a lot on this show, talking about breathing, because Todd and I use it um, to for a lot of things. We lose it. We use it to be more aware. We use it to calm down. We use it as a tool for parenting. Meaning, we when the girls are really riled up, we ask them to take a deep breath in a positive way, so it doesn't sound. We do like it before a, our family yeah, meals. We do it before meals, um, and that is a self care tool for me. That's something that so that's a really simple one. Um, I also, you know, as we were just talking about, I do yoga. Um, every day, which is really important to me. And some people love it and some people don't. You know, it it really doesn't matter what your form of movement is or, you know, I don't really – actually, yoga is my exercise, but I don't really view it that way. It's kind of the way that I get back in touch with myself. Well, and you've said that you can just go to a coffee shop and drink a cup of coffee and look at the street and the people walking by and that's your self-care. I love, love, love coffee shops just because, kind of like Todd said, I'm, you know, I'm away from everything. I'm by myself and I like – I just started drinking coffee like a year or two ago, but all of a sudden it's become so important in my life. Not a lot of coffee, just one cup of coffee, but I'm very thoughtful about when I have that cup of coffee. And so I love to go to the coffee shop. That's self-care for me, even if it's only 30 minutes. And for you new moms, just to kind of you know get back into that space, um, when I was a new mom, a huge thing for me was just going to the grocery store by myself. That was self-care for me. Taking, you know, saying to Todd, I am not taking a child or children with me. I'm going to go to the grocery store by myself, and um, I'll be back in 30 minutes. And being in the car and listening to my own music and shopping without worrying about someone in the cart was beautiful. And to the dads out there, if you want to help your wife out, just don't, don't even plan it. Just Just one day come back and say... Go take two hours for yourself, and because that's all it takes for you. If Absolutely. you have if you have two hours for yourself, Kathy, then you come back with an entirely different energy behind you. And you know, right now, because of the age of our kids, you're right. Two hours is a really good time for me. But when I when the kids were really little, thirty minutes was all yeah. I needed. Yeah. I just needed to not have someone saying "mom" or not have someone picking me up, or you know, say "pick me up," or you know, I just needed some kind of mental break and so it's different depending on the age of your children Mm -hmm. and so I completely agree with that and that is a really good tip because and and you know just as long as we're on this subject I kind of um I talk to moms about this a lot when it comes to self-care because they feel this need to ask for permission to practice self-care and I understand that especially if roles have been established where you are in charge of the kids all the time and maybe dad is only there part of the time or whatever's going on, you know, whatever your situation is. But moms will say things to me like, well, I'll ask if I can go out for, you know, 30 minutes or or maybe my husband will let me go. And I'm not, I'm not making fun. I just want to point out your language mm-hmm. because just that language alone it demonstrates that you, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it or that it's somehow a gift 
that or your husband's doing a favor or doing a favor i actually was on todd's case for a long time because he'd say and again he your intention was never Mm -hmm. negative but you'd say i'll let you have some time Mm -hmm. as if he was allowing me to have some time you know to go work and you know at the time i was doing some work too you know i'll let you have some time i'll take care of the kids as if it wasn't a partnership that we both should be doing that and that maybe i am with them more of the time which i accept and not only accept but that's what i wanted um, but at the same time that there, I need time for me so I can be an effective mom when I'm with the kids and that that is not selfish at all. That's smart. Can I put my judgment hand on for a yeah, second? Yeah, go ahead. Um, what, one thing that drives me crazy, and I don't even know how pertinent to this conversation it is, but when, when dads say that they're going to babysit oh, their kids. I know. I don't understand babysitting your kids. I feel like babysitting is something you pay somebody to do, but, but – for some reason, it's always gotten me riled up, riled up yeah. when, like, oh, I have to babysit my kids. And I don't know. The language just doesn't make sense to me. Well, because it literally doesn't make sense because you're not babysitting them. You're their, you're their dad. Right. And you're taking care of them, which is part of your job. Mm-hmm. And when I say job, I know for you dads out there who, you know, you work all day and you come home and you're tired. And, you know, I understand that. But, they're, you know, you need to figure out how to practice self-care, too. But when you are with your children, it's not babysitting. Mm-hmm. You're with your children. Right, 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 right. You know, right, right, right. right. Um, I remember what I was going to say. Okay, go, go back. Um, we are going to talk about a lot of things on this show, and pretty much all of it has to do with you know trying to be a better person, better parent, and all that. One thing that I think we need to state clearly is, if you really want to be an effective parent, is you need to model the behavior that you're trying to get out of your children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once again, this might be coming out of left field a little bit, but, you know, if you want your kids to see you practice, if you want your kids to fill their own tank, Mm -hmm. whether that, whatever that may be, you need to do it yourself. Like something as simple as reading. If you want your children to read more, have them see you reading a lot, you know, read the newspaper, read a book, read a magazine, just model that behavior. Well, and the thing that's so important about that is you don't have to do it. You know, this is what I feel like a lot of parents do is they'll say, okay, someone just told me I'm supposed to model this behavior. So I'm going to go sit down and read a newspaper for my kids. You know, then you're not doing it for yourself. yourself. What I hope that parents can do is when they do want to read a book, that they do it without guilt. And that if their children are kind of saying, oh, come do this, come do that, you can say, you know what, I'm reading a book right now. If you would like to sit up here and join me and read your own book or relax if you have children who are younger who don't read or just relax on me, get your blanket. But I am going to read because that's important to me. Mm -hmm. That's okay, you guys. It's okay to have things you enjoy doing. Like like I just recently um, took up knitting. Um, I've made a lot of hats. A lot of people got hats. Over Christmas break, she made about eight hats. So if you want a hat, email me. Yeah, take it easy. Those take a long time. But the the knitting has been really great for me because it's something that I can sit and do on the couch, and the girls can kind of still talk to me and come up and sit next to me, but I'm enjoying the process of knitting, and I'm still present for them. But I'm doing something I enjoy, and I don't, I don't sit there feeling guilty that I'm not paying attention to them because I am present, but I'm also doing something I love. Well, when you talk about paying attention to them, like there's times when, you know, we have small children, three, six, and seven, 
and there are moments when they're asking they're asking for our attention and I will begrudgingly you know Chase will say oh I want to play a game I want to play a game and I'll be frustrated but I'll play the game and that you know say it's Junior Monopoly because that's one that we've been playing lately if I am frustrated it's I don't really feel like it's doing anybody any good so what I would say is take some time for yourself or you set a limit on it you say okay we'll play for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and you be present for those 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then after that 20 minutes then you go, go on and do the next thing whether it's for you or for your kids or whatever but don't do things while you're frustrated and I, I, that might be hard advice because well it's parents not because might... that you, you know if you're playing a game with your child and you're frustrated and resentful that you have to do with do it they're not really getting anything out of it they're not getting the real you they're getting the impatient frustrated you know, darn you for asking me to play a game when I'm tired, you, you know, there's, there's a middle ground in there. And, you know, even simple things like one of my, uh, my middle daughter, she doesn't do this as much as she used to, but she used to wake up in the morning and want to have like hug for like 15 minutes. And when you're, you know, you guys know how the morning is when you're busy and you got to get kids here and you got to get dressed and you got to get ready. And so it would kind of drive me crazy and think how awful I would feel because she's just asking for a hug. So I would say, okay, we're going to sit here and we're going to hug for five minutes. And I would actually set an alarm. So for that five minutes, I could enjoy hugging her. She would get the real me. And then after five minutes, I was done because a lot of times. And then if she gets frustrated, then she gets frustrated. That's okay. Let her get frustrated and let her feel those feelings and let them out. Exactly, exactly. And, And I... I'm not serving her by doing something for her while I'm frustrated. While, while your I'm, tank yeah. is empty. Right. So it's all about filling your own tank, you know? It is. And, you know, on that note, um, something that's super important when we talk about self-care is balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because especially those things you were talking about, like golf. Right. And- yeah. So basically, <laughs> well, I could see this happening where, you know, maybe there's some dads out there listening and, you know, say, oh, Todd on the radio said I can golf all I want. And, um you know, it's that's not it. Balance is a huge thing because if that's all you're doing is golfing on Saturdays and Sundays and you're not doing anybody any good. So it is a balance you have to strike and only you know what that what that right, right. balance like is. Like if you're spending all your time away from your family playing golf because that's what makes you feel good, that's obviously not in balance. Golf is what gives you energy so you can go back and be with your family. Right. It's not, you know, it's not the whole picture because mm-hmm. that would – any time that you're spending more time away from your family doing other things, then then there's an issue with balance. Right. Um, I, I feel like in, there is no perfect balance. There's no perfect place to be. I, if there is, I'd like to read about it or experience it myself. Balance is just the thing – it's basically you want to get – uh, to a place where you know when you're out of balance. Now, that sounds weird, but if you are spending so much time with your family and you are, um, you know, always, you know, on call with the kids and you're feeling depleted, you know you're out of balance. And so then you go on a weekend with your girlfriends, which I love to do, or maybe just take an hour with a friend or talk on the phone, and then you get filled up, and then you go back to your kids. And so I'm, you guys can't see my hand, but I'm doing this balance where you're just kind of going back and forth and staying in a place where you feel full. And there's no perfect place, but, you know, trying to find that place is the key. That is seeking balance rather than achieving balance is what I'm talking about. Well, and um, I want to say one thing as far as just the whole format of the show. One, Kathy is more the spiritual, emotional of the two of us, and I'm the more practical, logical person of the two of us. And uh, we talked about this last week when we were interviewed on Parenting Unplugged. Um, 
we, what I would like to do for our audience is give them one very practical tip every single week that they can take back with them. Now, I don't know if this necessarily um, resonates 100% with self-care, but one thing that we do in our family, and this may be commonplace in yours, but just so everybody knows, when your five-year-old is frustrated because she wants to you know, do something before she goes to bed or something, you always want to give them a choice. You don't want to say no. Um, so in other words, you know, if she wants whatever, a snack, you say, well, do you want the grapes or the bananas? And you're giving them a choice. Right. And um, instead of being definitive, because if you're definitive and you're harsh, then you will, um, it, it doesn't work out as well. Well, and then you're just butting heads again. That's the thing we were talking about before, where you're just butting heads. If you're saying, no, you can't have it, then you're creating frustration right before bed. And again, snacks would probably be a whole nother show because right. a lot of parents would say, but I don't want to feed my kids right before bed. But I think Todd's point is good about giving a choice in a lot of different situations is so much better than just being definitive about yes or no. And you set up the choice. So it's kind of like we always say, you know, the kids are in the bathtub, they want to stay in. Well, do you want one more minute or two more minutes? Mm -hmm. They get the choice, but we're still in control of those choices. Absolutely. Um, and my small tip would be, or my best self-care tip would be this week, um, to start small. If you're not practicing any self-care, my suggestion would be do something that you enjoy, even if it's for five minutes, or something that you're already doing that you enjoy, quit feeling guilty about it and enjoy it. Like I was, Todd and I were just talking about this and you said... If you're having a hot fudge Sunday on a Sunday afternoon, enjoy it yeah. and say, this is my self-care. Again, present. balances, don't have one every day, but if you're having it, enjoy it, and that can be your self-care. Right. So, so if what we were talking about today was of interest to you guys, um, just a few other things to offer you. Um, I did write a book called The Self-Aware Parent, 19 Lessons for Growing with Your Children. Um, you can find it on my website, www.kathycassaniadams.com, C-A-T-H-Y-C-A-S-S-A-N-I-A-D-A-M-S.com. I also write a blog column for Chicago Parent Magazine. And so for those of you who are not in Chicago, it doesn't matter. You can read on the Internet. It's chicagoparent.com. And if you look under blogs, it's called the self-aware parent and we are also all over social networking we're on facebook um you look up zen parenting radio we're on twitter zen parenting um on twitter it's called at zen parenting and um so please uh, like our page and stay connected to us and read our blog at zenparenting.com to get uh some more information about what we were talking about today is it zenparenting.com or zenparentingradio.com <gasps> thank you zenparentingradio.com and i want to talk about our partner avid company jeremy Kraft is the president and he does painting and remodeling and additions all over Chicagoland area. He does wonderful work. We have contracted with him numerous, numerous times. Uh, I can't say enough about the company. If you are considering doing any painting or remodeling or an addition in the Chicagoland area, uh, you can go to our website. Um, our, his link will be on our website, but his website is www.avidco.net, A-V-I-D-C-O.net. Jeremy Kraft is the president. His phone number is 630-956-1800. And um, as far as next week goes, we're going to talk about self-care for couples. Yes, this whole month is going to be dedicated to, again, selfish parenting or self-care. And so next month we're going to talk more about practicing self-care with, within couplehood um, and you know how that looks, how that feels. 
and I will give the best tip in the world to all the guys listening out there to make a better relationship with your wife. I guarantee you that this tip is something that will go a long way in your relationship. So please tune in next Tuesday. And so ladies, I'll bring a tip too, so we'll have something to give back. So that's it. So thank you very much for listening, and stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.